Was I supposed to do? Bah! Bah! <laughs> you were supposed to do that part. The bassoon or whatever it is. I don't remember. Ba 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 ba. 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 Nailed it. Everybody, you you know that tune. You recognize it. Yes, it is Super Bowl Sunday, a day that we all celebrate uh the one holiday that unites America. Except us in Detroit because we should be in it. And we're not, and yeah. we won't go there because we know all of our fans are on the edge of their seats waiting for our football talk, and we're not yeah. going to give it. Because, you know what? We like that tease. We're the, those kinds of people. When we're in the relationships, we tease and tease and tease until your tits fall off. Right, we give you the tip. And that's and, it. Yeah. We don't come. We don't ejaculate. We save our seminal fluids for months. Inor- we have an inordinate amount. Oh my God! The amount of seminal fluids we have. Woo! We How get... did this get on topic of seminal fluids? Murray, it's a Golden Globus Theater episode. It's <laughs> always going to seminal fluids. That's true. I yeah. see the twinkle in your eye. You're really enjoying <laughs> that. We just. Somehow... I'm excited. It's fucking Super Bowl Sunday. Are you really? Not at all. Uh, I'm actually uh, kind of annoyed because both teams in the Super Bowl knocked out both of my teams in the playoffs. I so, would have. I yeah. know you're not a big fan of the Harbaugh family tree, and yet mm-hmm. I also was on the you know on the side of the Harbaugh. I wanted to see the Ravens make it in. They failed. Well, I didn't care about the Ravens. They knocked the Bills out before. For a week, a oh, week you before. were going for the Bills, of yeah. course. Yes, yes. I was. I would have liked to see the Bills. But I also would have liked to see the Ravens make the Super Bowl instead. But, you know, Griff, people have been waiting with bated breath. Who do we have in the Super Bowl? Who are we? Who well, we well, put our money down on? Murray, are you asking me to give gambling This is the advice? only time of the year I think it's appropriate that you... It's my time? Sure. Okay, guys. Go look at your bookies. You know you have your bookie. It's probably your congressman based on this episode. Or police officer? Commissioner? What was he? Who? What? Oscar? Oscar worked for whatever that organization is. Oscar Goldman? Yeah. He worked for whatever the, whatever the $6 million man organization was. I don't know. He knew Not, every bookie. I don't know this very well, this show. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. I got some advice for you. I want you to take this. Because the bets for the Super Bowl are fucking Wacky. Never bet on the sport itself. That's my advice. Don't don't bet on uh, Travis Kelsey to catch five passes or bet more. Bet on him uh, proposing to Taylor instead. 
Murray, you're getting it. You have a little bit of an inside track there, so you might be able to help us out here. Where do you think? Well, that's another thing. I don't. I don't. You know about my sordid history with Taylor. I right. don't want. Um, but spoiler, alert, I'm gonna give my pick. I'm with the 49ers because I don't want to see Kansas City win. They've been spoiled, and I don't want to see Taylor's. Taylor rubbed it in my face when the Bills got knocked out, and she's got to pay now. I'm the only man with the balls enough to stand up to this woman, say no to Kansas City, (sighs) put it all in on the 49ers. I'm a little worried you revealed a little too much there, though, because you know what you just said there. Yeah. I want to see Taylor upset. Yeah. You broke up with her. I know, but she's just, ever since then, she's been succeeding. I thought her life was going to crumble apart. I was waiting for that fucking album, that hate. I don't think it's going to come now, Griff. I think she's really in love with Kelsey, the guy that was my patsy, my double. That I. I don't How know. did you break up with her? Did you not see her upset when you broke up with her, though? It was by text, so no, I did not see. It was by text? Murray? Yeah, it was very passive-aggressive, yeah. Why did you... I don't know. You don't want to get into the details of that? Come on. That's I don't, I don't That's very petty to do. Are you saying the relationship that the way the kids do it nowadays is you ghost people? Shit. You are getting a double LP off of you. You're getting the progressive I hope side. So that was the only reason I dated her to begin with. I wanted the fucking breakup album. You're getting like the Genesis meets Taylor Swift. You think I want album. to listen to that boring music regularly? You well, think I want to deal with Swifties? Well, that's the reason. I hate Swifties. That's the reason we're all interested in your relationship with Taylor. We know your musical interests are nowhere near each other. <laughs> You're on the opposite ends of the solar system. If she's working a collaboration with King Diamond. You bitch. Oh, my Don't God. steal him away from me. Now, if she is working a collab <laughs> with Cake Diamond, we know she is sticking it to Tim Murray specifically by middle name, which I don't know. Hey, King, if you do that to me, you're dead to me. King, we saw you walk into the fucking Majestic Theater one time. Yeah. Was it Majestic? It was the... Masonic. No. no. It was... Fox. No, it was the one next to the Fox. <laughs> I, it's State Theater. What's it called State now? Theater. What's it called now? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's called State, State Theater in 20 years. Yeah, me at State uh, Theater. It's, uh, fuck. Uh, it's the guy, the fucking. Uh, Fisher? Pr- no, the guy, the m- promoter. He's got a bunch of them uh, all across America. He was a 60s guy. Uh, oh, no. My blank, and everyone's like, why do we care about that? We came here for the $6 million man. Drift off. I'll tell people yeah, about bets. Yeah. Go so, back. anyways, this this was origi- originally a bit about the bets you should be taking, not about the game. Again, Fillmore, by the way. It's called the Fillmore. Fillmore. Thank you. See, I just had yeah. a fill in for a second. Yeah. And you filled more. Fillmore. I had a Biden moment, apparently. Wow. Let's not talk about that. No. We don't have to bring politics into our football talk. No. Because people are already trying to wedge that in there. Football brings us together. Football brings us together. Golden Globe Theater brings us together. So, Murray, the bets you should be taking. Yeah. Will Usher sing Love in This Club tonight? Over under is set at 115. That's a great rate. Yes or no? What are your nephews and nieces' feelings on this? They're saying yes. Well, then I go with it. They because know Usher better than anybody. One of the four songs they know by Usher, and they're huge Usher fans. What's their favorite sex song they don't know is about sex from Usher? Every song. Okay. Yeah, they don't know what sex is. They're yeah. nine and younger. They're confused by it. Although my niece, every action figure she shows me, she goes, do you want to see this chick's panties? 
Murray, you know I hate saying that word. Yeah. She's got, I didn't know. Wow. She's got panty fetish. And my niece is obsessed with saying that. And it, it's not do good. Do these kids have any rules? Can they just say and do whatever they want? They do whatever they fucking want. My kids are monsters. You now. know what their one rule is? No Uncle Griff movies. They don't listen to the show, or they listen to the show, but they can't see the movies? No, they don't listen to the show. They don't watch our movies. They've well, never wait, wait, wait. You say no Uncle Griff movies. I don't remember them saying no Uncle Griff podcast. Oh, that's so, a I mean, When you listen to an episode, you don't need to see the movie because we said all there is to say. Yeah, we, we tell the story. Get back to the the bets. Get back we to need the bets. We need to get the $6 million man. We've we had a long day today. We've had a, such a long day. Anyways, Murray, so here's the bets you should be taking. Because Super Bowl always brings about the weirdest of gamblers. So you can bet on things like how many celebrities will be cited by the official camera crew. Over-under is set at seven. You take the over. All they're going to do is show owners. They're going to show celebrities. We're going to see Eminem. We're going to see everybody. Uh, do you think they're going to go yeah, overboard on the celebrities because they're taking so much heat from concentrating on t- Taylor so much? I Which, by so. the way, they're not. I'm not. I've just explained I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. We've yeah. got history. But, like, she's literally, they show her for like 20 seconds a game and people are losing their mind exactly. over it. Yeah. We, we have joked about it and everything. Like, she's no. not supposed to be there. Like, she's not saying, hey, put the camera on me. They are putting the camera on her. Exactly. No, it, no. It, it is a very minor part of the show and everything. I complain more when they show the owners for a few seconds each. Well, that's fucking Jerry Jones. Game. I love that guy. I love that guy. So I love seeing him pissed off. That always take the over on celebrity feelings because okay. they're going to show that. Because who goes to the Super Bowl? Celebrity. Rich people. Yeah, People no, who just want to be there. To be nobody seen. who actually likes the teams in which we know. Guys, here's a spoiler alert. There are no fans for Kansas City Chiefs. And there are zero fans for the San Francisco 49ers. None of them exist. Not even Joe Montana. Not even Joe Montana. Who actually, fun fact, played for both teams in the Super Bowl this year. The only thing he cares about is the fact that he's getting paid to be there. Yes, that's that's about it. That's where the Super Bowl's at nowadays. Jake Paul going to be there. Do you think he'll be there? Yeah, he's going to be paid to be there. Are there going to be a lot of influencers there? Here's the thing. Is it going to be all influencers instead of fans? Yeah. Yeah. Half the. Well, then why aren't we there? We're the biggest influencers around. I know. Half the audience for the Super Bowl is paid to be there. And yet they talk about how expensive the seats are. Yeah. It's because people are paying to put celebrities there. Is the what is it? What is it? What is it? What's the point of that? Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. Like, when you get to the big game, nobody fucking matters. It's all about celebrities and showing the celebrities on camera. Well, you know, I love the commercials. You're one of those. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Super Bowl just for those great commercials. Murray never. And no one remembers two days later. I charted this out. Uh, I'll you, never forget where I was the day I heard, first heard the Bud Weiser. Murray, uh, you guys won't know about this until you listen to Wednesday's episode, but we had Mike on. He's a big fan of Excel sheets, and he grafted out. We worked. We collaborated on this. The only time Murray buys Doritos is in January when he watches the Super or February, excuse me. When he watches the Super Bowl and he gets bombarded with Dorito commercials. Yes, that's true. Every flavor. That is true. He's got the flaming chili lemon. The fever for the flavor. He's got the spicy nacho. He's got the coolie ranch. He's got the cooler hot ranch. He's got the spicy nacho. He's got the original nacho. He's got cooler ranch. 
Got them all. There's five different ranch flavors. Are you kidding and there's, me? There's different shades of cool. Have you heard of super sweet, spicy chili, sweet chili, spicy ranch? Just give me the coolest of ranches. <laughs> you want the subdued ranch? Sub-zero ranch is what Sub-zero I want. ranch. Getting back to uh, all I want to know, Griff, is who are you putting the money on for the game? Kansas City or the 49ers? Murray, I want to tell you, in the last two months, I've bet over a few hundred dollars. And, of course, I have stayed stagnant in that. I've still got my few hundred dollars here. I plan on betting zero dollars on this fucking Super Bowl. On the biggest game of the year. I could not give a shit about well, a, either of these fucking what, teams. When has that ever stopped you from gambling, giving a shit about the team? I want to cheer for somebody when I bet. I want to put Griff money. Griff is such a degenerate gambler now. He's rugby. watching Rugby. Rugby, and I okay. loved it. He's going to be betting on cornhole next. I'm three for four on rugby bets, everybody. And I didn't bet it today, Murray. You know why? Because I couldn't watch the game. Oh, I'm sorry. I want I want to watch my I want to watch. All the right, sports. I guess it's up to me because people want to hear what our Super Bowl uh, prediction prediction is. Know this: ninety nine percent of the time, the team I want to win loses. So I'm going to give you a team. Should you I give want a, a team to win? Should I? Well, we can't. Well, we're going to have like uh, Bane blow up the field and have them all get you know fall into an abyss. I'd rather you go for your pipe dream than no. I'm going to make a pick. I'm not going to be a pussy. It's not going to make a pick. All right. Like, like I said, no, no. Should I give who I want to win or who will win? Yeah. Who would you put your? I said, Murray, you have to put your life savings on a team. I would never. That's the thing. I don't bet. I'm not a degenerate. I so. know you don't. That's the fucking thing. If I'm okay, here's the thing. And whatever I say, do the opposite. I'm thinking if I had to put money on it, Kansas City, even though they're the underdogs. Murray, if because I think I, the fix is in. Honestly, if I well, I don't think a fix is in. But if I honestly put money on this game, I'd be putting on Kansas Kansas City, who's currently the underdog in this match. Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift, and there's a guy named what did you say his name? Toby Keith. Travis Kelsey. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Toby Keith's no longer with us. His, His spirit. Yeah, well, his spirit's definitely on one side of this team. Game. I don't Kansas know. City. Oh, okay, so I so say you're saying too. Yeah, all your money on Kansas City. I would I would say that Kansas City is the team to back here. I mean, I, 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 I was a fan of the Joe Montana um, 49. I wasn't like a huge fan. I didn't have any of their gear or anything, but I like Joe Montana. So I I would say I'd rather see 49ers win. Even though you're right, California sports fans are the worst fans in the world. They don't give a shit. Uh, but, yeah, I'd rather see the 49ers win it. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't care. Uh, if I have to pick a, a player I like the most out of all of them, it's Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers. So I would want him to win it. And, you know, he would win it all on his own, and they would still give the uh, MVP to Brock Purdy for some it's reason. It's a great story. That's why. Everything's uh, about narratives and stories. Exactly. That's why they want Taylor involved yeah they want they want some kind of angle and it's like brock purdy was the very last pick of a draft and ended up being the starting quarterback so they were irrelevant they call him yeah i will predict this and i'll be right by this one this will be the highest rated super bowl of all time because of taylor swift if it is i will be so disappointed it will be it'll be because of all of those taylor swift fans because the lines I'm sorry to be a homer here, but the Lions were the fucking story of the NFL this year. 
And the yeah. fact that they're yeah. not and in the, the Super Bowl. And the fact that Dan Campbell didn't get coach of the year is bullshit, too. Dude. Even though he did fuck up in that last game. Still, what he did with this perennially shitty team yes. was amazing. Well, it wasn't just him. It was everybody. But he changed the culture. Yeah. Which he, is hard to do. He put all the confidence in his team that you could. He did not ever fucking bend his will to what, you know, what uh, the conventional TV quarterback wisdom was. He always went with his gut. Which and you know what? We hate that in cops, but we love that in our coaches. And there's no better segue from NFL talk to this very special $6 million man episode featuring Larry Bron- I mean, excuse me, Larry Zonka, uh, Miami Dolphin great. Apparently, I was too young to when he was doing his thing. I know his name because of a very popular episode of Mr. Science Theater. And I do have one of his trading cards in my living room. I just want to put this out there. If you've seen this episode, I am old enough to be Larry's father in this episode, which freaks me out because I look like his son. Yes. 70s years were like dog years. When you lived in the 70s, it was like every 70s year was like 10 years in fucking real life. It It is really tough. And I see more and more the disconnect from that reality where people don't understand how old 20-year-olds looked in the 70s. And we talked about this, and it gets into some hairy grounds that we don't want to go into. And it's funny because a 30-year-old looks like a child to me now. I don't know if it's just age or it's just that's the way people really look. I don't know. It's so hard. It's it's all that estrogen they're putting in the water. The milk, too. Uh, Six Million Dollar Man, a show I was aware of. I can't say I ever really watched it. I think I... I give it the same explanation I gave why I never watched The Hulk. Perfect show right up the alley for a kid who loved monsters and superheroes. Boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. It bored the shit out of me. I don't... I, I'm pretty sure I must have seen it in syndication because I was little, little when the show originally aired. But I yeah. do remember it. I had a Steve Austin doll. I don't know why. I think it must have been something like a, a garage sale find my mom got me because I was never like a huge $6 million man fan. But I did have the doll. She it thought was, maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was the... Like the tall, like the twelve inch one, and oh, he had okay. the, he had like a hole in the back of his head, and you'd look through it, you could see through his eye, and see like it would magnify. It'd be like the fucking crosshair. Yeah, and they had the thing where you could take off like a section of the arm, and you could see the circuitry. Yeah. So I had that. Um, now, <sighs> where were you at when you heard first heard of Stone Cold Steve Austin? We we're like, what the fuck? That's a I never off. put it together. As never? crazy as it sounds, like I and then I was like, oh yeah, okay, okay, because that wasn't. I mean, I knew. Yeah, most people talking now, anyone under like 35, we said Steve Austin, go the wrestler. And then you go like 40 and up. It's like, no. You have to go a few ages above that. $6 million man. Yeah. Steve Austin. Because I'm turning 37, and it's like, I I knew of the $6 million man. I did not know he was named Steve Austin basically until Venture Brothers told me that. Yeah, Steve Austin. yeah, Gen X and Boomers would know him as uh, Lee Majors, they would think, when they think the uh, Who man. directed this episode? His only episode he ever directed. Uh, right. Of course, he was the, at the time, I think he was married to Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Um, he also was the unknown stuntman that made Eastwood look so fine. That okay. was the theme song for his show, uh, <laughs> The Fall Guy, which I never watched either. <laughs> I have a feeling, Phil, you got that on DVD, don't you? You have all the Fall Guy seasons. He probably has his own drink for it. <laughs> of course he has his own drink for it. I'd love to know more. I want to experience most of the By the way, the Phil, there's a lot of talk about it. First oh, of all, he's Phil. trying. 
Uh, Griff dug a hole so deep Dude, that he's no. trying to dig his way out. No. Be prepared for him throwing you under the bus. I'm not. I'm trying. Never mind. You'll hear it. But yes, yeah, uh, so this show, I mean, and there's a spinoff, Bionic Woman, with Lindsay Wagner. Is she hot? She was, no. I mean, she. It's football talk, she was Murray. Locker room she talk. Was would you grab her woman? by the pussy? No, I wouldn't grab her by the pussy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Well, no, this goes into, because uh, there's a lot of, like, Guy talk in this episode. It's very much. This is very much. Woman who's listening to this. I don't say women, but there's no women listening to this. Woman who's listening to this. <laughs> you'll get your. You'll get an eye into like what, how men really interact with each other. Lee episode. Majors decided this episode should go. Yeah. How we should talk about women characters. So, um, Larry Bronco's wife. So we got. Uh, I don't. He was an astronaut. We learned this in the in the intro. They don't do this anymore. Right. We learned in the intro. He was an astronaut. He crashed. He needed to be rebuilt. He lost both his legs and one of his arms and yeah. his eye, apparently. Okay. And they gave him bionics in those. This is Six the, million dollars worth of bionics. This is the story of Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Got he it. works for Oscar Goldman. I don't know if they, they work for some agency. I don't know what that's about because, like I said, I never paid attention to the show. Guys, don't stretch the name too far either. He's just the character. Oscar Goldman? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the character. Don't stretch it too far. No. Uh, we'll get all kicked I, off YouTube. What? Never mind. Just go on. That's, this is all I know about the six million dollar man. So I'm about that. I'm putting my thumb and forefinger yeah, quarter inch apart. Somebody but yeah. above Griff and his knowledge of this show because oh, it was yeah. a show I never really watched. We probably do if we do a Bionic Woman episode. We'll do the one where Evil Knievel guest starred on it. She uh. Got fucked up in a parachuting accident. That was her uh, reason for getting bionics. She had a bionic ear. I wonder if that was the inspiration uh, behind the King of the Hill episode where Peggy has a parachuting accident. It probably was. It might have been. Mike Judge is a fucking uh, boomer Gen X guy. So, yeah. yeah. Um, What else about this? Uh, What year? Do you know what year this episode came out? It was the Zonk early, was still playing. It was early seventies. That's all I. Early 70s? I don't remember what it was. I don't remember Zonk's career. I, I don't remember him either. I. Uh, they doesn't mention Mean Joe Green this episode. I do remember Mean Joe Green because of that Coca Cola commercial. Um, I uh, I wasn't watching sports as a little kid. First of all, I was way too young for Larry Zonk. I was born in seventy four. So I know I wasn't I like you I was aware of the name but I you put him in a lineup I wouldn't know yeah and then I go is that Alex Karras former I've, Detroit Lions Alex Karras I've I've only seen like his headshot and even that was like a baseball card and even that for the most part was in the movie the final sacrifice from MST3K where they make a reference to Larry Zonka when they used to do really really obscure. Obscure reference. I mean, uh, for you sports layman's, he was on the only undefeated team in NFL history. Sorry, Tom Brady, you didn't do it. You blew it in the Super Bowl. Correct. They did it, and then I did. I did not know that the Dolphins won two Super Bowls in a row, seven and eight. That's right. That was interesting. We learned something on this episode. Uh, if I could go ahead and, and nod my cap to the Dolphins, some of my favorite jerseys in the NFL. Really? I love the fucking fruity jerseys. I hate that everything about sports is like machoism and like Well, that's like, what that's the essence of what sports is. It's, yeah. It's like proxy war, especially football. Well, I love it because it's brutal, but at the same time, you got these fuckers out here wearing fucking like whatever that green is with orange and white. 
I love it. So I love their jerseys. Want, you'd want the uh, James Conn and Rollerball to be wearing that shirt. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I love Tampa Bay's creamsicle jerseys as opposed to the black, red, and white. Okay. So that's where I'm at. Uh, this is a twofer, though, because not only are we celebrating football with the uh, Super Bowl, we get an appearance by the late gray. We just lost them recently. It kind of sucks that we've waited uh, 23 minutes now to mention them. Maybe well, a little bit over it. I'll put him, I'll put him in the prints. We're talking about Carl Weathers. He makes a spot. We uh, I was you know what I was shocked about when I was going through his IMDb how little he acted. Yes, I think he got typecast as Apollo Creed. That was probably what even hurt before his career. Apollo Creed though. It seemed like he should have been given more roles well, based on what we saw here. We've, we've talked about this, you know, with Steve James. It's being black. Yes. You're not giving these many opportunities it, in the it, 70s. Yeah, it's being intense and being black. Without, He's not intense at all in this uh, episode, even though he's supposed to be menacing. He's got so much charisma, you believe him as a menacing this character. Why, uh, I don't know. Maybe Sly was watching this episode and was like, that's my Apollo Creed. That's what we need more in modern movies, though, is people, actors, who could just say, I'm making a movie. I want that guy. He's going to be in my movie. So we looked at some other uh, episodes... Because the original idea, because this is, of course, you know, if you're a fan, this is Black Exploitation History Month. So we were looking for a uh, a Carl Weathers episode, and just so happened, luck would have it. There's also he's in a football centered one, so we go, oh, that's perfect. We also watched a Starsky and Hutch episode, oh, which part of me wanted to do, but we we landed into that forbidden subject there, that Kinjate. We got. Way too into day with that one. I'll just give you the quick premise. And by the way, Carl Weathers is not the guy that no. does the dirty deed. He no. just bails the guys out. Two guys sexually assault a mentally challenged girl that, that uh, Scarcity and Hutch are friends with. Right. And then the guys get off on it because the DA is like, well, she probably knew what she was doing. The DA's case was she went to the bus stop every day and she didn't know what bus she got on. Why did she trust these men? She wanted it. So if you're that, it, it piqued your interest. The uh, episode's titled Nightmare. And it we, was a nightmare to watch. It, we found that on Tubi. Daily Motion, maybe? Something? Maybe. If you really are perverted for those fucking kind of shows, Carl Weathers, like you said, is just like an offbeat character who... And he was an... I mean, I'm sorry. We would love to have done... Uh, Carl Weathers centric episode, but he just played like these minor characters on these TV shows. Yeah, const- and unfortunately, he plays a minor character in this episode too. But hey, we we did our best. Yeah, we we tried to, but again, this one fits the bill. I mean, I was hoping there'd be another Renegade episode he directed, Dude, but he did not. So I we didn't give him enough chances. Not to the Mandalorian, and I'm not fucking doing notes for a Mandalorian episode. Oh, there, that's not a you, you, Griff has trouble remembering normal people names. Give him some Star Wars names. Yeah, Grigu. Fleek, Dorngong, you know. John, like, John Jew. Yeah, he's not going to know that. Yeah, no fucking way. <laughs> so here you go, everybody. Here comes one of our running backs is missing. Horrible title for uh, an episode. I'm sorry. It is horrible. It's very on, on the point, you know. It's very on the point for a, a 70s football team. It's not called, like, Blitz or something, you yeah, know. Yeah, something quick, something that passes the name test. Yeah. This doesn't pass it, but functionally it works for the 70s in that era of football because running backs 
everything. All we did was run the ball. Pass right. interference didn't exist back then. Which is why Larry was such a star. Right. Because there was two and running he backs. was, this is back in the days of power backs. You just ran right through the line. You didn't, Every play. There was no Barry Sanders type players back then. If I could give you a little bit of context, right now, a power running team, the Detroit Lions of the 2023 season, ran the ball about 40 times a game. The Miami Dolphins in the 70s ran the ball 98 times a game. Yeah. That's, that's probably why your career only lasted four or five years. Because you're just bashing constantly. And remember, they didn't have the padding and the helmets they have nowadays. We, we even hear about that. Actually, somebody says you have too much padding in this movie or yeah. this episode. <laughs> Guys just have like the one ring across their face. Like there's no face mask. Right. You know? Murray, if you uh, would uh, allow me. Yeah. It looks like a rugby match out there. Well, that's what it kind of is. It's closer to that than soccer. For sure. All right, so they must have gotten the Rose Bowl for free because there's so many shots of the Rose Bowl in this episode. It's a commercial for the Rose Bowl. They're showing how many people it could. It shows you the scale of one person to the full fucking east side of the Rose Bowl. How many missing seats? How many missing asses? How many fucking dukes could be in there looking across the aisle to young women prowling? That he could maybe turn out for prostitutes later on. We can only dream. <laughs> uh, Steve, all decked out in a nice leisure suit, is watching his buddy Larry Bron. See, people go, oh, this is just like Larry Sanka playing himself. No, he disappears into a character. The character's name is Larry Bronco. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Larry Zonka. Totally different person. I completely lost myself in Larry Bronco. Yeah. I've never heard Larry Zonka talk, and I still haven't, because I only know Larry Bronco. They, they went to high school together in this episode. Right. They used to play football. What do you think that Steve Austin played? Hmm, I wonder. He's got to be the quarterback. He's Steve Austin. Wow, Murray, you got it on one. He wasn't a linebacker. He was the quarterback. He always got the pretty cheerleaders, too. That's right. He's just watching with his bionic eye. By the way, there's three sound effects you get in the, the worlds of bionics. You get the I'm using my eye thing. Let's hear a little bit of that. You get I'm using my arm thing. And you get the, I just made a jump where there's like explosions and fireworks. Very three distinct to let you know this is, it's almost like a comic book. Like the sound, the funk or the slink or whatever Wolverine's claws, schnick. Snick. Snick. It's very much like that, but they, they find a way to do it. Very onomatopoeia, as they say. Onomatopoeia. Okay. He's watching with his telescopic eye, just checking the buns out of his old pal, Larry. I just love this because we're in the modern age where they're like, there was somebody coaching that practice, the Harbaugh controversy. Binoculars, everything. You could just He walk. was, Steve was stealing signs. He, he was, was stealing yeah, signs. Yeah. He just walked in here and we see that there's just various people. That well, he just, said, hey, I'm friends with Larry. And they're like, well, come on in. Right. You can just name drop somebody. Hey, I'm friends with Harry. All right. Go in. And they would just walk in, watch the fucking practice, take every play. And their practice, by the way, looked like a real football game. It was They were playing tough. They were playing tough. I saw them fucking punching, try to peanut pop the ball out. 
He spots a lady, got to be at least 100 yards away, but not with his telescopic lens. Boop, 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 boop. I'm not going to drop in the noise effect for every time. Steve Austin does this constantly. Right. Every It's, it's a part of his life. He's a bionic man. How old is Steve Austin supposed to be? <laughs> in, well, if, <coughs> I think Larry's supposed to be 29, 30 in this one, and they're supposed to be high school, so he's supposed to be 29 or 30. Okay. He's probably 35 in real life. Um, I mean, I know he is like robotic. He had to go under a knife and everything, but he is geriatric. Like the fucking task that you will hear him have to rely on his computer cybernetics for is abundant. Well, I think what it is is you get lazy, you get used to it. You know, and you lean on it's it. like like how you don't actually reference your brain anymore. You don't or use, people around yeah, you. You, you Google. If you got an elevator, you don't use the stairs anymore. It's that kind of thing. Right. Know? So he is uh, atrophied. Yeah. Yeah. His his uh, fucking muscles just completely. His eyeballs even. He's just like, yeah, you know what? Computer. Google. Google enhance. Zeroes in on this lovely lady played by Pam Zonka. Excuse me, Pam Bronco. There we go. The lovely real life wife of Larry Zonka. I'm guessing she wanted to get into Hollywood. He was like, oh, right. You know, just get off my back. I'll get you on the $6 million man. They gave her like the flared out 70s look. She's got got the feathered hair. She's got the class. This is the classic 70s porno chick look. I didn't know it was like regular chick look. Little scarf on her neck. Yes, no, that's I, a very porno seventies chick. I look. thought she was a played up bit actress from uh, one of our favorite movies, Blood and Sweat. I was like, oh yeah, they dialed her up and gave her their fucking Blood and Sweat. Chick. What movie is sweat, that? Blood and Steel. Blood and Steel. Yeah. Sweat and Blood. Blood and Sweat. Blood and Steel. What was our movie that we just did like two weeks ago? Blood and Steel. Blood and Steel. Yeah, yeah she looked like a total Midwest girl because Larry Zonka is from Ohio. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. This is they were high school sweethearts, so, yeah, they are. Yeah. I was like, okay, so this is an Ohio girl trying to be L.A., and they're fucking giving her to her chief. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he noticed her. He's like, hey, Pam. Well, she comes over and blinds for them. Guess who? Oh, I don't know. Pam Bronco. How'd you know? And then he looks right in the camera and winks with his bionic eye. I did it. I can't imagine. I don't know how many episodes there are. Is this every episode? I was amazed that the wink had a bionic sound. I mean, that's how amazing it is. I did say he's geriatric as fuck. And he's 29 or 30 or so. 35, I'd say. You st- you're going to go 35, so a year younger take. than me? Yeah. I, I make sounds when I wink, though. Yeah. You that might need, be natural. Maybe you need to get some bionics. <laughs> that might be natural is what I'm saying. So... Uh, She's just like, wait, have you not talked to Larry yet? Does he know you're in town? No, he doesn't know yet. I'll call him over. So she, he goes down with Pam. Well, no, before that, we get a little uh, another play. We see we see another NFL legend, Dick Butkus. Oh yeah, who's on the practice team? While they're going down, we get the close up here. Well, no, they have a they they yeah they have a, a I think. A, his name's Dick Buckus' character's name is Bobby. Bobby. He's on the practice team. Bobby Laporte. Practice squad. And he, like, tackles uh, Larry. Yeah. And they, they Larry's like, hey, man, how your knees doing, man? He's like, oh, they're fucking blown out, you know. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to fucking play again, but I'm going to keep faking it until I make it. Again, this is what we used to look at in old school sports, where these guys were just like, after practice today, I'm going to go fucking drink 35 beers. I'm going to smoke 45,000 cigarettes. They did that at halftime. Right. And then we're going to play tomorrow morning. 
Right. That's what sports used to be. Yeah. People. Michael Jordan said on his like when his first year he was in Chicago, they'd be like smoking cigarettes at the halftime. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it was. Men were men. Yeah. <laughs> and their careers lasted like less than ten years. <laughs> well, in football, that is uh, on the high side. So well, starts. No, so saying. Bobby is, you know, just kind of like breathing heavy with him, and he's like, "Hey, man, I hear you're getting cut." He's like, "Yeah, but it's okay. I've got my option play." In the back of my pocket here. So Larry walks up to Steve and uh, Pam, and this is this guy. This how guys, see, women don't understand this because it's nonstop insults. These guys are the best of friends. Nonstop insults between yeah. each other. Your piece, hey, look at this piece of shit rolled in. Hey, you dickless freak, you know, and like they're just going back and forth, verbal jabbing. This is how guys talk. Right, right. Women will never understand. Women like take shit personally. This is just like, I'll. Crucify you because you're my fucking like brother to me. Exactly, you're sharing the darkest details and still having a laugh over it. Oh, oh, here comes Steve Austin. All oh, this smells like death. And sure enough, Steve just puts on a smiling face. He's like, "Yeah, I did smell my mom's undies. It's okay. Don't worry about it." I love how the coach is like, "You got five minutes, Bronco." One minute later, get over here, you sissy. That's right. And during this one-minute intermission they have, we get to find how fast friends, high school, all this shit. You know, Pam's going on about how Larry, he's okay around the house, but he misses a lot of details. He's so blind about the laundry. He forgets to take the fucking trash out every Saturday. Laundry list of issues. Laundry list. Just constantly. Yeah, he's only, like, the breadwinner. Like, what are you doing? She's an actress. Murray. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you guys like, get back in there, Bronco. So, uh, Larry's got to give one more dig before he goes back. He's like, man, you probably could be out in this field. You had an arm, but you don't have one. You're a pussy bitch. Baby, I am a pussy. Hey, Larry. Larry's like about 30 yards away. Throw. Mind if I toss you this pigskin I just happen to have under my jacket here? This whole scene, we were wondering what was under Steve's jacket. It wasn't a punch. It was a... It was a football. Oh, okay. Just for this little bit here. So he pulls out the football. And he you hear runs. that in the unmistakable sound of bionics. And he basically shatters Larry's fucking ribcage. Drills him right between the numbers. Right. But hey, this is guys. This is how we act. That's right. And then she's like, holy shit, how'd you do it? I play a little touch football on the weekends. So, wink at the camera, bionic wink at the camera. I, why did that get a bionic <laughs> sound effect? I didn't put it in he there. He lost a, uh, his his eyelid in the crash. <laughs> Apparently. <Like a> bionic <laughs> eyelid. It sounds like one of those, uh, one of those, you know, the... Stores have the the, the shutters. Yeah, the yeah. Slide down. The steel shutters. Sure, sunk. Anyways, we're going around the Pasadena Bowl, the Rose Bowl, if you will. Right. Uh, and we see that there's also a couple other people couple hanging out. Wells. I think I didn't really check. Cause I don't care. Uh, I think everybody here is an ex-jock. Like who's who's the bad guys are like ex-football players, with the exception of Carl Weathers. I'm yep. sure he probably played some college. Ball. He probably played it. Uh, yeah. But so I don't know these guys. I'm sure Joe Corey could tell me the entire lineup, what teams these guys play. What on. guns they like to keep. No, that's Jack. 
Joe is. Oh, you said Joe. I'm yeah, sorry. Joe's the like the seventies guy. I've that, got that seventies guy. I've got Jack in my brain. Jack, yeah. I'm always thinking of you. Joe, <laughs> I also think of you. Except this moment. Except this I forgot moment. about you. Yeah. Yeah. So we see a guy. I don't know if th- this guy's like the scrawny guy. He looked just like our nemesis, Jim Harbaugh, former. Uh, coach of the greatest college football team, Natty of, Champions of 2023, that all t- of all time, Jim Harbaugh. So we were going for the we're going to call him Harbaugh. This guy, he's probably this is probably the only acting job he ever had. I've never yeah. seen this guy ever again. No. So he's like, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to create a character. This character, he loves nuts. Yeah. So I'm just constantly chewing on nuts. This is what we love about this shit, though. We don't get character bit like this. This guy is constantly, and Murray doesn't even understand this, boiled peanuts. You I love eat that them. dramatic pause you gave. I know, because when you're talking about boiled peanuts, most people are not akin to eating boiled peanuts. They're also used oh, to taking the peanut, the little fruit out of it, and eating just the nut. Yeah, like a normal person. Not the shell, but when you do boiled peanuts, you don't bother. You just fucking chuck that. You get all the fiber you need. You know how much dietary fiber? You know how much dietary fiber you get in uh, a bowl of oatmeal in the morning? I don't care. 14%. One peanut. One boiled peanut, 35%. All right. Getting back to the story. Wow. Everybody wants to know about that. and Rick. Rick, the brother of Bobby, will learn later on. Are watching Larry, and they're just giving him all the the Zonka stats. That's right. Wasn't he the MVP of Super Bowl seven? That's right. Of course, that's Larry Zonka stats. All right. All right. Back to Steve. We see uh, Larry's a- got his fucking leisure suit on. They're, they're, they get this constant jousting. Are you trying to say he's leisure suit Larry? Oh, I can't say that. Leisure, <laughs> leisure suit Larry. I'm definitely what I'm saying. And he's like, they're gonna go out have lunch together, something like, hey. Where'd you park your car, Steve? Well, I parked a couple blocks away. And you know that punch I had? I had to work it off. I had a couple of uh, fucking uh, tacos. I had a big old bowl of boiled peanuts. <laughs> and I needed to work them off. So you understand, I parked, I parked a couple blocks away. Probably the only workout you've had in months, fat ass. So, and okay. He, he fucking dick checks them and then starts running. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's great. This is old. You know what? They're two old men yet in their mid-20s <laughs> yes. and yet old men. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Yeah, this is- I, I'm just watching this and go, I could biologically be this guy's father. <laughs> the fuck? But cybernetically, you could never love him. No, I'm, not, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not old enough to be Stephen Austin's dad. I don't give me that old. But uh, so and then they pan up. Great shot by Steve. O- I'm Steve Austin. Lee Majors. Lee Majors. Yes. Pans up. We see Bobby Dick Buck is talking with Harbaugh. Right. Got the nuts. Got the nuts. A little paper bag full of nuts. And they're just scheming, like you know, hey, I'll meet you up at the ranch later on. Right. And they're like, make sure you keep a tail on him. Oh, I know my part of the mission. Do you know your part of the mission? So we know they're up to dirty deeds done dirt cheap. So. Steve and Larry, like I said, they're always competing with each other. That's how they keep themselves sharp. Like, they're always pushing each other. Right. So Steve's like, oh, hey, how about we have, you think you're so bad, how about we have a race to my car? That's right. And Larry, of course, uh, well, Larry's the one who put it up to him. And Steve, 
is willing to oblige. He's and like, he nut checks. Fucking, he doesn't know that he's bionic nuts, so it's not going to hurt him. I hated. Well, I mean, he what's the song? Bionic nuts, Griff. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Bitch. Now I gotta go out there amongst everything else and find a side of the bionic nuts. I'm glad you're enjoying this. Somebody has to. The listeners are. They so, won't. So, we started talking. Oh, they'll love that. They'll pop we for that. 18. That's gonna get the biggest pop. You're gonna see, like, we'll look at the scan. It'll be a spike at that section. We did 18 minutes of football talk <laughs> in Betty to start the episode. Uh, we have no listeners right now. We are in. What else is no? We're in Dear Diary territory at this moment. So they're running, and and Steve's because he's bionic legs, so he's just toying with him. Right. Well, again, this is Larry's contest. Right. He he's a fucking NFL running back. He's like, I got the bags to go a mile. I can do all this. And here's fucking Steve keeping track with them. Biggest fucking grin on his face. He's wearing flared out pants, jean jacket. No, it's a leisure suit. They got a leisure suit. That's what they're Is wearing. that what a leisure suit? Yeah, it's like. It's ah, leisure, leisure. Leisure. Not laser. Leisure suit. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's halfway between a suit and leisure wear. It's yeah. Like, it's like. It's got collar. It's a suit that you would hang out with. Yeah, it's got the button. It's basically a safari suit is what they look like. Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so he's just smirking because he's not, he's not, he's got panic lungs. I don't know what the fuck else he has, but he's. Yeah, do we ever get the full gritty of like what his bionics are? I was under the impression from the beginning it's just his legs, his right <laughs> arm, and his eye. And that's it. Oh, so one eye. Yeah. One arm. One yeah. So he's Spike Spiegel. Uh, and a couple of legs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We gotta have two legs because one bionic leg <laughs> not keeping up with that. But that would be interesting. That would be interesting for the writers to try to you know figure they're, out. They're busy coming up with sound effects for the bionic. Well, I, that's a good point. I hate that nobody wants to be challenged anymore. They're just like, no, this guy's a superhero now. Don't worry about it. That's even where wrestling's at. So they're they're running, and Steve is just letting him win, and they finally get and then this, then then uh, he lets him win because he doesn't care. <laughs> Because he's above that shit. And he's like, fucking uh, Larry's just drenched in sweat. <sighs> Steve just walks up n- n- fresh as a daisy, not even breathing hard. He's hey like, there, pal. You beat me to the car, but I see we're in front of a bowling alley. By the way, I looked this up on Google Maps. Yeah. The closest bowling alley to the Rose Bowl. Currently, today, nine miles away. Well, this was 50 years ago, so... I know. There could be a be... lot more bowling was happening 50 years yes, ago. Yes, but I'm just telling you, nine miles away. And he's like, you're on, Steve. Two things I'm better than you at, playing football and bowling. <laughs> that was the challenge, that Steve yeah. says, well, if you're not too tired, why don't we go in and sell this over a game of bowling? We didn't get to that part. So, all right, so they're going to be playing bowling. Now we're cutting to... A ranch. A very- well, we got to point out that uh, what's his name was following him the whole Harbaugh, time. Harbaugh, and he's totally fucking winded. He, right. You know, yeah. He's not used to running any amount of miles. Right. He only plays on the football, the prison football team. So, yeah. does he? Is he Johnny Knoxville? He was the the guy that was the cheerleader. They dressed him up like a cheerleader. <gasps> oh, oh, he was that guy in prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Passed him around. 
All right, so they're out of the way. Cut back to a very familiar ranch. We know it's the Shervan Ranch, or it looks a hell of a lot like it. Our buddy Rick, Bobby's dad, rolls up in a red van full of some prison boys. But there's one familiar face in that van, Mr. Carl Weathers. You know, we get the fucking name and everything of everybody who pops out of the van. We don't fucking care. This is a tippy tap. Right. The only thing we're here for, Mr. Carl Weathers. Mr. Carl Director Carl Weathers. Or Dr. Carl Weathers. Why not? Honorary. Or as he's known in this episode, Stoller. He plays a big part. Yes. He, out of all the goons, he's the main goon. I mean, he's in there doing the actual fucking work. And Bobby is like, five guys? What the fuck are you bringing all these guys in? These guys are beautiful. He said beautiful. He said beautiful. <laughs> One of them, four inches. From the ground. And I'm not going to tell you who. We know it's Carl Weathers. Back at the alleys. Steve is down. He needs three strikes to win this. Right. right we're on the final frame. If you know Larry if Cronin. you know bowling, you know that the last frame has three frames. But only if you get a strike in each frame. And there's like, there's no way you're going to beat me, Steve. The odds are against you. I've got the analytics right here in my brain, AWS. Well, I don't know. I guess I can give the old college try. Are you sure about that? By the way, beer cans littering their fucking countertop. They still have to do pen and paper for the bowling score. Pouring a long schlitz into his there's fucking like cup. There's like three ashtrays full of cigarette butts. This is the 70s. Even athletes chain smoked. Well, well, well you've been talking about this. You talked about the, the fucking Jordan era of basketball. Yeah. In the early 90s, still chain smoking. So Steve, turned, in, his, in his favor, he turns the bionics off for the first two. He yeah. hits, he hits a, a you know strike twice, clean, no, no, uh, no steroids. He's gloating it up a little bit. He hits the first one. Well, I guess it's my day. And, of course, Larry's like, eh, it's your day, but two to go. I don't think you can get it. Gets the next one. Comes back over, and he's shrugging at Larry. And Larry just like, hey, man, I don't know if you got it in you. The pressure's on you now. He sets up, and he's like, don't trip on your dress. And he's like, looks back at him. He's trying to fucking fuck Larry, with him. Yeah, Larry's throwing all these curveballs at him. And then this is how I knew it. I didn't realize this the first time I watched this episode, Murray. As you know, I always watch it twice. How does he bowl? What's his dominant hand? He's right. Yeah. yeah. He's bowling with his left here. He is? He missed. He forgot. He's bowling with his left. Is his left a bionic arm and no, his right his not? his right is a bionic arm. His left is not bionic because he's bowling with so, his left ear. Well, no, that makes well, no, it makes, it makes no sense. It makes sense if he's trying to play fairly, but we know. I mean, I think we all know what's going to happen. He's going to use his bionics yep. for the third one. So great directing. Yep, Lee, Lee, and it's not even Call obvious that that he gets the strike. It's like the most abstract strike you can get. It's the most luckily based strike. It's like hitting a cornerback in the face and then the receiver somehow catches the ball. Right, Murray? Don't bring that up. I know. I'm sorry. No. He explodes the pins. Yeah, they burst into like fucking toothpicks. Put a hot dog in the microwave with a grape in it. It's going to explode. What the hell, Steve? And then it's like, well, here's where's my ten dollars? Hands over that ten dollars. They walk out, and the guy's like, Larry's like, hey, 
How did you do that? Yeah. Oh, I got to admit, I planned a little gag with the owner. So, again, this is my first ever $6 million yeah. man episode. So I'm like, wait, do, do people know that he fucking blew up in an astronaut mission? No, he's a, he works for a secret agency. Okay. Because yeah. it's the same mission that you knew about as a kid, and you said, I don't give a fuck about those people who died in that mission. No, that was not. That was 10 years later. 10 years later? Yeah. Wow. Challenger, look it up. Okay. Murray, uh, as a child. First of all, Steve Austin is an American hero. I would never uh, besmirch him. I would actually write a letter to every member of his family saying how bereaved I am. I didn't give a fuck about that. That's a tippy tap in itself to just talk about your childhood reflection on the Challenger mission that blew up. If you're an old-time fan, you've heard the story. Yeah. And if not... I don't know what episode I said on it. That's your job to find. It's your job to find out. So I was like, but I still, I still, I still, uh, you know, hit that strike. Give me that ten dollars, buddy. All right, hands over the ten bucks. So All right, Harbaugh. By the way, when Harbaugh came in the bowling alley, went straight to the little nut fucking gumball machine. You ever see? Remember those? They still do that. They yeah. have nuts in a goddamn gumball machine. Yeah, it's the most disgusting thing to think about now that like you're aware of, you know. Airborne germs. Not to say I'm a germaphobe or anything, but it's like I don't want to o- like openly eat food like that. I want to contain. Well, yeah, we, you definitely don't want to open. You openly eating peanuts, having shells off of them is open. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Shell, the shells, but I do like to eat. See, the that's shells. why I wouldn't care if they had shelled non shelled ones in because I would take the shell off and yeah. eat the peanuts in it. So that would be fine. Yeah. All right, so he makes... That's the worst verbiage, though. Non-shelled to shelled, because non-shelled means it's shelled, and shelled means it's non... Yeah. Harbaugh makes a call to Bobby. He's like, hey, they're heading back to the hotel. So, um, so... uh, This is where we get the cut over to the crew, getting the call, and we get not... Right, like you said. uh, It's not... No, it is Bobby. It's Bobby Laporte, a.k.a. Dick Buckus, getting the call and telling his guys, like, hey, they're coming... Get to your fucking positions. And this is where we learned Stoller. And I thought this was going to be a big part of it. I thought it was going to be a big part. And then it ended up not being a part of it. Stoller goes, okay, I'll go to the roof. Because what do we always know? People panic. When they should go down, they go up. Yeah, they trap themselves. So I thought he was going to be the perfect fucking honeypot. So Steve and Larry walk in. There's like... Uh, paging message for Steve Austin. Please go to the front desk. Oh, I'm going to go get this, Lair. I was so confused. I was like, wait, is Steve staying here too? He's not bothered by this at all. It's a, it's a strange coincidence that maybe Steve is staying at the same hotel that Larry is. That was the only reason I could think of why this would make so sense this to Steve. Must, this has to be an away game. Because we don't know. We don't, he's not playing for the Dolphins in this. Even though they say it's the home team when they play. Well, they're in L.A., so yeah. it would be the Rams, I'm guessing, would be the team they're playing. I'm just telling you what this episode told us. All right, because he's not wearing... It's all over. He's wearing, like, Green Bay colors almost. He is. It's green and yellow. Yeah, but... Uh, it's all over the place. It doesn't... Yeah. But it, like, this is the show, like, people thought people were never going to watch ever again. You, right. It would air one time, you'd see it in reruns two more times, and never see it again. And I'm surprised so the care. NFL wasn't willing to well, lend their that team did, But colors. that just shows you how strange, like, the bedfellows there were. You're right. Now they would kill 
to get on TV and, and promote their brand. Back then, no. Like you'd always have to make up brands. Like now, everything is product placement. Yeah, please. Back then, it was like, no. You'd like, you, it would be like, uh, but Coke it, cola or some shit like that. But it'd be with the caveat of we have to win and we have to have the best coach and we have to have the most sympathetic staff. Well, that works with Larry. So Larry's like, yeah, I'm going to go crank one out up in uh, my, my room. Up in room 720, where you can find me doing a 720 off my bed onto the floor where I'm jerking <laughs> off. Because remember, the 70s, totally normal for guys to jerk off in front of each other, you know? Yeah. And there was no fucking porno tapes in the 70s, so I don't know what they're jerking off to. Like the newest, Just- newest issue of Black Tail Magazine, the Shaft got right <laughs> off the fucking newsstand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was just a good conversation. They'd be jerking it a little bit. And I was like, man, I'm really enjoying this. I'm coming now. <laughs> Several fluids. There it is. They're like locking eyes. And the first one to look down is the loser. I'm it's glad you. Because you remember, I always thought this was funny how there's no gayer culture than jock culture. When it's, oh. it's the most homophobic yet homoerotic at the same time. Yeah. I I want to tell you. I've never told this story on this podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. So sit down, down Abra. I aged terribly because uh, it wasn't until like eighteen where I hit a growth spurt. So I always looked like a tiny baby baby boy, yeah. even through all of high school. And so I stopped playing baseball because I couldn't hit the ball out of the infield. I was winded after running to first base, even though I was in shape and you know child and all that shit. So I gave up on that. Well, I still went to baseball events because my brother, who is three years older than me, was playing baseball. And the one time after a game, my mom goes, hey, go in there and see why your brother's taking so long. And so I'm going through the locker room, and one of my best friends, David's in there taking a shower. Not Taliban Dave. This is uh, my other friend, Dave Hilson, which I shouldn't use a full name for, but I did. (laughs) American Dave. Yeah, American Dave is just in there showering because he grew like a normal person and still played baseball. He's one of my baseball friends because he was like a year older than me. And he's just in there showering naked. And it was well, the that's first, how you do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it was one of the first times I've ever seen one of my friends naked. I've never, I've never seen, like at that point, outside of maybe my, you know, my brother because we grew up together and we might have seen each other naked. I had never seen a friend naked. And so I walk in the shower and I turn and there's Dave. And he's like, hey, Griff. And I'm just like, hey, where's John? And I. Wait, so you didn't have shower in gym class? We did, but we were all like fucking in our swim trunks with the towel. Like, you can't look at me. Oh, I it went to predominantly black school, so there was big black dicks swinging everywhere. All you, the had, time. you had the fucking tango and cash shower room. You were <laughs> yeah. just swinging. We did. Yeah, it was. We yeah. did it. Yeah. yeah. No, it was all covered and everything. Yeah. So that was like the first experience of like full on, you know, I mean, it wasn't full adult yet, but like adult genitalia <laughs> that I ever saw. And it was just like, fuck. What is going on? Penis. <laughs> so it is a very strange moment for me. What are we oh, talking right. about? I don't know. I don't Do know how I we d- got here. Am I in therapy? <laughs> what just happened? Are you coming out? Am I out? Because that will get a lot of numbers on YouTube. Oh, my God. It would. Let's put this up on YouTube as if it's my coming out episode. That'll be the, 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 uh, the title. Impetus? The title will be. Griff comes out yeah. to Carl Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We loop it both in. I'm there gay and Carl Weathers. There you have it, people. That's how you do good 
That's how we'll know if anybody listens to this. If they're like, wait, Griff's gay? We're listening to this. So, I mean, if they have, they checked out already. So, Larry goes up to jerk off in his fucking (laughs) room. Steve answers the phone. Hello there. This is Corporal Steve uh, Austin. And it's fucking Bobby right across the hall on a payphone making the call. Yeah, I think I made the wrong number. All right, that's fine. Hangs up, goes up to heads up for the. Uh, Let me wait here on the line in case you have any kind of troubles. I'm just gonna be a good old southerner and make sure you're safe, okay? No. And he waits there for two whole minutes. And then he he hangs up, he heads to the elevator. But remember, Stoller is at the rooftop where I guess they keep all the elevator equipments. And Bobby <sighs> calls him, like, "Hey, Austin is coming." Turn off the elevator. I hope you got that screwdriver handy. We were talking about how lazy he's getting his bionics. Did he have to use his bionics to push the button on the elevator, Griff? Murray, I knew of Steve Austin for the last 10 years now. I didn't realize a man my age, 35, I'm 36, needed bionics to hit the fucking up button. Yeah. But he did. Even and to unfurl his newspaper. <laughs> and the elevator doesn't work because Stoller turned it off. So he's stuck he gets between in floors. It. He gets in it. He gets in it, yeah. Well, he had to push the button. Yeah. He's stuck between floors. But he's got those bionics. He realizes. He smells the air. He's like, menace is in this air. Well, That's just, the bionics. He, I thought he was just like, hey, this is irritating me. I got bionics. I'm going to get out. I'm not going to call for help. Oh, you think he'd be one of those guys like, I want a latte, you're taking too long, let me go back there and do it myself? Not, yeah, not the hero, Steve Austin. He does everything. He's an American-made... He would salute his barista. I want to talk about, on this show, <laughs> the use, the showing of bionics. And this is very interesting. I would never would have come up with this. Showing power and speed through slow motion. Yes. They use slow motion... Does it work for you? Yeah. Because he slowly, ever so slowly, opens that elevator door with a bionic arm. The point of this is like the alteration of your normal pace. George Miller did the speed-up film, which you're not a fan of. And I'm starting to understand that you're not a fan of them using the speed-up as a slow-down in this. It's jarring. Yeah. And I think that's the point, though, is to use some kind of affect to tell you, well, you gotta something, do something spectacular like, is happening. Well, he could this slowly himself open the door. He doesn't. They don't need to do slow motion. I get slow motion here, though, because it. I don't get it when he's running. I don't get it when he's running. I don't get that. But may. Yeah, we'll get to that. If they did like the trail behind him. I would get he's running super fast, like where you're seeing the motion blur. Well, when they have scenes where he's far enough away, they can have a stuntman who can actually run. They do have a, a stuntman running fast. Yes. Sorry, guys. We thought we were going to do this under an hour. Or an yeah. Hour. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And we're not even going to talk about Bigfoot. No. That's the only $6 million man episode anyone ever remembers. So. Even Venture Brothers brought it up. Yeah. So Larry's in his room. He's getting ready. He's got his pants around his ankles. He's like a, he's like a, he looks like an old man, but a mind of a child. But he's got a lot of CTE, probably, which oh, you didn't God. know about at the time. Come on, back in those old days of Smash Mouth football. 
So he's got dick in hand, porno mag, and the other one. Like, oh, shit. I got to call my wife first. Well, I thought that's why he had dick in hand. I thought him and his wife had that kind of relationship. Yeah. Murray, I thought this was kind of romantic, actually. It, it were, well, it's a few days for, our, for Valentine's Day. You I know, was just going to say, it's a few days. She's a beautiful woman. He is a beautiful 20-year-old man who's also 40 at the same time. I thought they were just having a moment because they have a weird relationship. Well, they're they're having no moment because she's not home. She's not picking up. Oh, so he t- it's turning into Pink Floyd. Let's not get into Pink Floyd. So he tells um, he tells the operator, "Hey, uh, let me know if somebody calls." I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, he calls her up and you know he dials zero, which was jarring at first because it's like, is this gonna connect to somebody? No, it connects to the operator. Stoller and one of the goons is outside. They have one of the laundry baskets. They come up to the door, 720. That's right. And they have ski masks in there. They put them on. So we know they're up to no good. That's right. And they're like, you know, room service. Oh, yeah, this is the rag I need to do. They don't even say room service. They knock and he goes, Steve, come on in. Got my dick out. And then they bust in. And he's like, he sees two big men wearing ski masks. What's going on here? This is not like, phased by this. Maybe he planned this. This is white guilt taken to the next level. I don't know. I think, I think we just missed some sex freaks. He called to come up there to do the exact oh same thing. My fuck. He's like, why aren't you wearing god. leather? Like, because they were just wearing regular ski masks. So that's probably why he wasn't. Oh my god, disturbed about. We it. were a second away from hearing him say, "Wow, I, I you know." I was doing some kinky shit. I called for the leather, not for the fucking baklava. Um, All right. Well, I'm willing to roll with this if you guys are. When that said, Rick comes out of a side door. I was getting shaft flashbacks where there's hotel rooms with multiple doors. Where does Rick come from? (laughs) Guys, we're going into Stanley Kubrick's uh, The Shining Territory. This is an impossible room because where does Rick enter? Rick enters from the fucking nether regions. He warps through a wormhole, and he's here now on uh, Larry's blind side. That's a great football reference. Murray, I know my football. Pulls out a gun, shoots Larry. Like, oh, my God, Larry Bronco's dead. Oh, no. Steve Austin came prepared. This is 70s TV. It's a kid's show. We can't sell people dead. And I think... This is what set the gears in motion for Carl Weathers to become a director, and this is why we have the Eminem shot. The overhead shot of Stoller, Carl Weathers' character, pulling a tiny... <laughs> which, by the way, did you notice the dart we see later? No, I didn't see it. It's a fucking comical like dartboard dart. It's like a lawn dart. We do see a dart come out of a character later. Whereas, what do we see here? Tiny little dart. I actually used to have a gun that should shoot darts like that. They're tiny yeah. little darts. It's a f- they wouldn't even go through the clothing. It's a fishing lure. It's tiny. And this is what Carl Weathers, Stoller's character, pulls out of his neck to make this scene look like he just collapsed. He had CTE session here and passed out. Back to Steve. He's now opened the door. Now he's like in between floors. So he grabs the top of the the bottom floor and starts pulling the car downwards. 
we see I'm sure we get this in every fucking episode, Six Million Dollar Man. Some civilian who's watching him do some crazy bionic thing, and they're like rubbing their eyes, like, oh, what am I seeing here? Dude, you got that has to be. Because yeah. that's my favorite moment in life. I love traveling abroad and just having those moments where I'm like, What? I want to be that fine. So Steve Wink said, I thought it was on Esther from Sanford and Son. Maybe it was, but she's, oh my God. He's like, I guess somebody needs to check on that elevator. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God. He He spots uh, our guys. Now they have uh, Larry in the laundry bin. They got like a blanket on top of them. That's right. They're coming out stolen. He's like, there's a black man there. Something suspicious going on. Here. Yes, because he is from the south, all right? There's not, even if he's a hero. He's 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 got issues, all right. Is oh, wait, do we know that? Where is Steve Austin's base of operations? Where does he usually set up? Because he is. We talked about. Is he in a hotel out here? Because where is his usual stomping grounds? Maybe he seems to be a fish maybe out of water. Yes, the the explanation for why. There was a call for him at a hotel he's not staying at. Is, is it, Maybe he has a tracker thing in his bionics, and they can find out wherever he is. And that's why he assumed Oscar Goldman would be calling him. Oh, you're going a step further. I didn't go that far yet. I'm wondering why. Anyways, this is interesting. All this is interesting. But it's a. What you're going at, because I didn't know you were taking a step further from the fucking them getting him out, and Steve noticing the fuck out of a black man. Like you said. So much so that he actually, I guess apparently Steve has literal photographic memory. Yeah, he, he takes a picture of this guy. Murray, this guy. The technology makes sense. He has laser disc technology. Yeah, built his brain into is his a laser brain. disc. Yes, <laughs> because he says, he clicks his brain three times, that's... If you know the motions of a Laserdisc technology, you have to click play three times to enhance. There is no enhance button. You actually have to click play three times. And he enhances on Carl Weathers' face. That's funny because that's what the enhance button sounds like on our Laserdisc player. I was going to say, Murray, you see what's happening here. That is exactly the sound effect. But he lets him go. He's like, oh, I got nothing to put on. I, I, he's like, damn, I don't have my gun that I usually throw on a, a, a suspect justify <laughs> me killing him. So he lets Stoller go. Goes up to Larry's room. We see, well, actually, before he goes there, he's still staring at Stoller. While he's doing that, Rick is in the background, puts a do not disturb sign on the on Larry's door, and then skid, skedaddles out. Yeah, if you've ever You watched- notice, Steve didn't take any notice of this white man. He was just like, oh, he's just a normal American. Exactly right there. It is played up to the point where if you've ever watched wrestling, where the ref gets knocked out for a comically long time, but seems to be peering over, waiting for a spot to pop back up, and you know, count a guy out. That's what's happening here. But like you said, this is where Bobby Laporte's brother, Rick, Rick, popping out of the room, looking both ways, very quietly, very subtly. Twirling his mustache. Twirling his mustache, places the do not disturb tag on the doorknob and everything. And Steve, he's like, goes up, he's like, well, Larry likes to be walked in on when he's masturbating, so he wouldn't put this. That's one of his things he does with the maids. You know what? I thought this was our. F- you know, I thought in our Wednesday episode that was the first cuck scene we had in the seventies, but here we are. 
where Steve is out here being like, my old friend Larry never puts up to do not disturb. Unless, oh boy, Pam's in there, drawers dropped. I'm going to watch them fuck. That's not a cock, Griff. It would be a cock if Larry was watching Steve fuck, bionically fuck, his wife. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Why you're do I so always confused. get that confused? What is it called? You think a three-way is a cock for some well, reason. Well, no, 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 no. It's a three-way when you're involved. Yes, you have, you're have. you watching your significant other getting fucked by another person. That's, That's a, cuck. a cuck. Yeah. But what is it when you are just watching a bird watcher, That's if you will. You're just fucking watching somebody fuck. There's got to be a word for it, I though. Don't know. And I'm sorry we don't have the word for it. But Check it's not, the Urban Dictionary. I'm sure they have. It's not a threesome unless you're involved. Can we agree on that? That's true. Well, I mean, if you're watching, aren't you involved? I mean, yes, you are definitely if involved. If you're rooting them on, are you cheering the guy on? Is but I think involved? it's a special role. I think it's like a referee-type role as opposed to an athlete competing in basketball, you know? Uh, that's, that's a discussion for another time. Guys... We have to get through this episode. Guys, every one of our episodes is a plead for more answers. We just asked the questions. All I know is Steve, getting lazy and sloppy, uses his bionics to open the fucking door. We actually see him Slowly. reach out for the doorknob, and the doorknob reaches in slow motion. The grasp of the doorknob is in slow motion. The turn of the doorknob, instead of just crushing it, he's turning it and you hear the yeah like you said well, that he doesn't want to destroy hotel property as soon as he opens the door he hears the phone ring he answers it it's pam she's like hey what's going on i'm at the ranch because we forgot to mention that uh larry is going to retire on a, a ranch and he's like i bet a pussy like you couldn't work on a ranch steve in ohio where the most ran best ranching happens. That's where Dave Chappelle moved to. Yeah. He knew. He probably lives right next door to Larry Zonka. That's right. So he should have played for the Denver if he's Larry Bronco. Yeah. You would think. So uh, he's he's like, no, I don't, I don't know where Larry is. We were going to jerk off together. And he's like, oh, that again, you know. And Are you boys and you're jerking off together? And then he looks down. She's a little shard of something. It's those broken shades and he knows larry always wears shades when he masturbates in front of steve because he does not like the eye contact he cannot keep his penis erect if he's fucking making eye contact he loves the threesome but also cannot <laughs> yeah. make eye contact it's weird well you can see you look at dicks all the time but it's the eye contact it throws you off he i mean same reason he cannot use a urinal without the shades on it's very interesting is it like he's so into pam who's into threesomes that he wants to be involved in her sexual you know no steve and him did some gay shit back in high school they did some fucking uh towel snapping drop the soap kind of shit so some larry shit needs some therapy to learn that he's also gay <laughs> larry's a spy how about that? Oh, yeah, no, bye. Uh, That's yeah. fine. But no, he appreciates a penis. But he maybe he's on the spectrum, so he doesn't like eye contact. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm all on board with this. Yeah, yeah he's very penis friendly. He just, you know, can't admit it because of the 70s. So he's like, he always has his sunglasses. Something's up. So he, picks, he takes a call into his boss, Oscar Goldman. We need a scene with Oscar. So he shows up, and he's like, why did he bring me out here? I'm talk I got to talk to a general in a couple hours. Well, I'm just my buddy Larry. He got kidnapped. Where's the ransom? What are you talking about? Who gives a fuck? It's like, I don't know. I think something fishy's going on with this game tonight. Well, if this motherfucker's not here, 
You're saying he's kidnapped. They would have called it in. Are you trying to say they're fixing the game? Larry's good. Larry's Larry. Good. Larry isn't that good. Is not that good. His team's guaranteed to win. Exactly. And then I, this is where Griff got a fucking boner. What about the spread? And then all the analytics in Griff's head. He's like, That's right. The spread. He actually shut off the fucking episode. Guys, uh, Murray is not fucking telling lies here. We watched this together last Saturday for the first time. And I stopped it. And I said, Murray, he's talking about the spread right now. What he's trying to describe here, when you have a strong running game, which they all did, you cover the spread every time because the other team can't do anything. You control the ball for that long where they can't score points, and you just keep constantly scoring points. It works out. This plan is perfect. Without Larry Zonka, without their one of two good running backs, they can't do what they normally do. So it's a foolproof plan. It's a full. And it would make sense that ex- some football players would come up with that plan because they know that. Exactly. Uh, it wasn't Dickus Buckus a running back himself, or was he a linebacker? I think he was a linebacker. I think he was a linebacker, actually. Uh, defensive player, yeah. Yeah, defensive. Uh, so uh, Oscar is like, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. Well, don't you guess? We got to talk to the bookies. You know some bookies when you were the DA? He's like, all right, Steve, I'll look. I got to fucking talk to this general. There's going to be a World War III happening. This is more important, Oscar. You got to help me find my buddy. The spread. Commercial break. And we come to in a bar where they're meeting up with somebody George Oscar actually was prosecuting against. Well, George Oscar. <laughs> I'm Oscar sorry. was prosecuting George. Oscar uh, Goldman. This is how we find out what a great guy Oscar Goldman is. Because even though this guy's a scumbag bookie, his mom was dying in the hospital. And he got the guy released Correct. to see his mom before she died. And George never forgot that. He never forgot what his buddy Goldie did for him. That's right. And like Steve is snickering to hmm. himself. Goldie. Ain't that the name of the Mac? Are you saying you're the Mac? That's right. Maybe I am, Steve. They're you don't in, know about my private life. They're probably only a few miles apart at this time, too. Probably. They're operating similar times. So George's like, anything for you, Goldie. I'll put in my calls, and we actually see time elapse while yeah. he's sitting at they're a bar. Literally, he, first of all, he's literally drinking cans of beer. It just says beer on it. Yeah. In a bar called Cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> you like that detail? Yes. A, that's a great detail. I love that They're one. They're burning the midnight oil. Oscar's like, I got this meeting, so Oscar fucks off. He's making we and we see the the, uh, the progression of time. Ashtray filled, so it must have been at least an hour. Yep. Like half eaten sandwiches. <laughs> he's got like a cigar in his mouth. He's like, Are you, he's like, you know, he's like, all right, I got one more guy. This he has to be here. Yeah. Calls it up. And he's like, bingo, I got it, Steve. At Doyle's Den, there's some guy named Stoller who's going to make this big bet. He's uh, well, no, no, no. He's already made a few bets. He's making another big bet because back then bookies could only account for so much money. It's not like when you're betting against Vegas like you're doing now. So you had to go to bookies. You had the fucking bankroll to actually provide you the money. If they said. Yeah, I can take a $1,000 bet against the spread. So he's got to dole out his money across multiple bookies. He gets the word that this guy is going to be at Doyle's Bar spending another big wad of cash against the spread. And it just so happens this guy's already made three other bets against the spread. And he actually made, fortunately, he made an appointment at 10. He had to drop out the money because, you know, cash up front. Okay. So Steve heads over to Doyle's Den, and sure enough, 
And then he fucking he goes to his, his literally photographic memory, sees fucking Carl Weathers, sees him from the hotel. That's the guy. That's right. So he follows him. And uh, they're like dirt. They're way out in the boondocks, dirt road. Steve just decides to park his car and chase on foot. Well, because Stoller like turned off because this is probably private property. So he turned off like probably like a long ass driveway because it's like fucking miles. He still yeah, goes. It was way out there. So Steve's covering his bases. He's like, I don't. And also, there's there somebody's writing is like, little Tim does not going to watch the show because there's no bionics happening. Throw a bionic scene in here. Yes, and this is where we, we just get him like softly speed walking in a. Nice kind of planty background. I would have liked the frolicked in this we background. We get a uh, picture of Lee Majors running in slow motion. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. And then we, like you said, we get the scene of the stuntman where it's far enough away. We can see a guy really running. So he's hauling ass. Yeah. Harbaugh, he's picking nuts from a tree and eating them. Which, Murray, if you know anything about peanuts, I could go get my peanut plant right now and show you where peanuts actually fucking grow. They don't grow on trees like this. Right. Uh, plants, yeah. That's right. Do you know where they actually grow? Do you know how they work? They grow in Georgia because I know Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer. They actually They're send called out, goobers down south. They send out roots from the flowers that grow above ground, and the roots go below ground, and the peanut grows on the flower root that goes into the ground. It's People, fucking amazing. When they started this, they never knew they learned so much about peanuts. Today. Dude, I want to tell you guys all about peanuts because I started And did you know who all you almond milk people? Did you know how much water it goes into making those almonds? It's ridiculous. I feel a little guilty about my almond enjoyment. Because of that, exactly. Your almond joy, you would say? My almond joy. Like, I only buy a bag of almond once every six months because we abuse the fuck out of our water supply for almonds. Because there's hardly, I mean, there's so abundance of water in California. There never have any droughts. Yeah, water but never. Thank God it's going to almond milk. Yeah, they don't have any issues of water in, uh, anywhere so, on the west side. Well, it seems like either they're flooded or they're drought. That's, that's what California yeah. is now. So, At like, much the, like we never have winter anymore, we just have. Spring for six, seven months of the year. So, but enough about that. We're getting back to this. So, Harbaugh spots him because he's like on the lookout. He's got like a sniper rifle and he's like, oh, I got to watch that guy. He's literally forking 45 peanuts into his mouth when he notices him and the shells are just pouring out of his mouth and he's like, fuck, I got to chase this. As we watch Steve run up to the property and he's just outside of a little picket fence, like, Doing a little spy maneuver, looking over, trying to be, you know, uh, 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 unseen. Well, before he gets to the place, he does a, a bionic jump. Oh, you want to bring out the bionic jump, of course, because he jumps oh. off. Well, oh, you got to hear, hear this. When I think of bionic jumps, I think of this sound. Yeah, Roman candle going off is what I think when someone's like diving off a cliff. But hey, he does it. And we see Stoller finally arriving. And like you said, Steve is lurking in the background. Right. Stoller's going up to meet with everybody. There, There's like a nice little picnic table in kind of a you know, nice area outside for them all to have a lunch at and everything. And this is what Steve's going to lurk on and kind of peer well, they're into. They're playing cards at the picnic table. Right. And they're talking it up and they're talking broadly. Then Steve hears... Larry singing this bizarre football song. Foot 
football hero. You want a girl? It's like, what the fuck is going on? He's supposed to be intoxicated out of his mind. He's supposed to be drugged out of his mind. So he's going. He's just rambling. I want to have football. Ball hero. It's like, what the fuck are you singing, asshole? And so Steve hears his... He doesn't have bionic ears. That's his, that's his girlfriend, bionic woman, has a bionic ear. But he yeah. hears it enough. Uh-huh. And there's uh, it's like there's like metal sheeting across the windows of this room. Clear window frame that they took the windows out and replaced them with uh, corrugated steel. I'm pretty sure I could rip this off with my hand. Oh, no, God, bionic. no. Oh, it's yeah. just nailed together. So he's just like... Think about removing a staple from anything. Like it's just straight in. It's not threaded at all. And then we see, like it's like a, it's like a rubber thing, and you know he pulls yeah. it back, and he sees there's a uh, Larry all chained up in the side spare room. So he, that's right. He's like Larry, Larry, and then he, he this is what he dumps a a, a before he even of, says that he's like. Oh my gosh, Steve! I can't believe it. I I was dreaming of you, and it just what, so what? happens. I wish Did I the could... drugs give him some weird Southern accent. Thank you, Barry. Is that Southern uh, Ohio? I wish I could buy. He's drugged, so I'm doing a drug voice. I wish I could buy you a beer right now. I bet you did, pal. Let me get you a tall drink this is of water. Interesting. I was interested what you're, you're hearing because he, the guy, Lee Majors has a, te- he's from Texas, has a Texas accent. He gives him the most Midwest straight voice. And Larry, who's from fucking Ohio, is like, hey, y'all. Like, he's not hee-haw. What the fuck's going on with you? Man? Are you fucking, do I need to put a, a dump of a pitcher of cold water on your head to wake you up? I always need a pitcher of cold water dumped on my head. Because that's all he does. And he's immediately sobered up. He just pours water on Larry's head. I would love it. There's been times where I've been way too fucking drunk. And I wish this is how it worked, where you just dump a pitcher of water and you'd be like, oh my God, I'm human again. Uh, so... Larry goes from, oh, my God, I wish my best friend Steve were here in a southern accent for some reason, even though he's from Ohio, admittedly, in the episode. Uh, And he watches as Steve starts to go to work on the bounds that chain him, the chains that bound him. (laughs) The bounds that chain him. Yes, exactly. I couldn't put it better. Bionically I'm not a poet. (laughs) He's bionically bound. (laughs) And he's like, what the hell, Steve? I always knew there were a few guys like you out there. And he's like, you you think I'm gay again? No. I'm talking about, oh, are you talking about Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, like in Pittsburgh, Mean Joe Green. I perked up. I go, I know that name. I remember Mean Joe Green. Right. He grabbed me by the dick. He grabbed me by the genitals one time. Whoa, 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 putt. That happened. That's how you, there's a loose ball. Some balls are getting loose. I got to tell you, even my friend, as you uh, have so quaintly named Taliban Dave, like to tell me in peewee football, the coaches would teach you when you're in a piling, you just fucking elbow people. It's a great thing to teach kids. So, all right. So he's free now. They're about to leave. But Harbaugh's like, (laughs) throws a peanut. Peanut hits Steve in the eye. I got to tell you guys, I've been cheating the whole time. I got eyes on everybody. So our boys are caught. A Harbaugh never learns. They're brought out in front of the boys. Bobby comes out and he's like, yeah, this is my fucking plan. I got no backup. This is 70s football. There's no fucking retirement plan. Right. 
I'm gonna be traded in my fucking Coors Light for fucking champagne. So, uh, they're like, oh my God, what are they gonna fucking do, man? Murray, whenever you need a break, you just go to commercial, because that's what this show does. Commercial break. And we're coming back to, and the coach, Larry's coach, wondering, where the fuck's my star player? My one of two running backs. I need him. This is football. And Oscar's like, Pam, have you seen him? He's like, well, we always, every, every like afternoon before the game, we have some sex talk on the phone, and he wasn't there. That's right. I always hear him. He goes, uh, 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 as soon as I tell him about, the, you know, whatever I'm cooking him. I thought he made the bionic sound. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, for so, that. So <laughs> Oscar's like, look, he's with Steve. He'll be all right. Yeah, Hobie. at the ranch, right. Steve desperately coming up with a plan because he's not as, he's only part of his body is bionic. Right. And you know, they're mulling it over. They're still they haven't found their leverage into this plan yet. And Larry starts to play, you know, the fucking good friend. And she's like, Look, I know you're a freak. I know you got something weird going on. You could make a run for it. Yeah, I could, but then I'd leave you behind. No, he says, I cannot run a bullet. He does after a minute. Because after Steve says, I can't leave you behind, he's like, well, there's nothing really stopping you. A gun. I can't outrun a bullet. Harbaugh's like, look at these pussies. My prison team could whoop up on these motherfuckers. And then Steve, fuck, a literal light bulb goes, because he has a light bulb inside his head, goes off. Yeah, we actually do see the little fucking yeah. light bulb. And a Stoller starts chiming in. I was in the fucking clink, and I got to tell you, these motherfuckers with all their pads, they can't, they can't. Handle us prison boys. We'd fucking wrangle them. We would fucking take them. We would bite their kneecaps off. Oh, really? Sounds like you're too busy dropping the soap to fucking do any football. Excuse me, Mr. Austin. What did you just say? Uh, How about we get a little plan here? How about me and Larry here take on you guys? I mean, the way I've seen Larry play, it could probably be like one NFL player like Larry here. To about nine of you prison folk. These guys hone in on that shit. This hits right in the competitive spirit of Bobby. So he takes, he bites on that little uh, little lure that Steve let out there. And he's just like, first of all, he takes a swing at Steve. Yeah, he gets up in Steve's face. Because he's doing all the mouthing. Bionically catches it. That's right. Boom, 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 boom. Go to commercial. We're going to have this fucking football game. It worked. But here's how it's going to work out. We they, they go out into a fucking field full of trees and shit. And they're like, all right, here's the sideline here. He just rubs his foot in the grass. There's, and that road's the other sideline. Dude, the sidelines are incredible here. Again, this is backyard football. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's like, whose line is it anyway? What are the points? Uh, Here's what they're going to do. Four on two. Because there's, there's like eight. Goons. There is eight goons. Good call. So four are going to be set on the sidelines with guns to That's watch, right. make sure they'll make a run for it. That's and right. four are going to play the game. Right. And Harbaugh's like, I want to play. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Stay on the sideline. You're a, you are actually a pylon. You're the first down pylon. <laughs> so, all right. So then Bobby's like, all right, we're going to give you the ball, though, because it is unfair four on two. So you get the ball first. Right. He, the, they announced that. They, you know, Steve notices there's a red van in the distance, and he's like, well, 
you guys set the boundaries, so I'm going to tell you what the end zone is. That red truck over there. He kept calling the van yeah, a truck. I know. It annoyed me. I hated that. Yeah. That that van over there, that's the end zone. I Whatever. I don't give a shit. You guys are going to get your asses pounded ten, ties, 10 ways to Tuesday before you get to that touchdown. You won't even gain five yards. Boom. So uh, Larry's like, like, Steve's like, no, no. We got a chance. We're going to make a run for that red truck. What the fuck, Steve? It's like 100 yards away. It might as well be the moon. Well, I've been on the moon, Larry. It ain't that far. And I don't know. Maybe there's an episode where Steve Austin goes to the moon. I don't fucking know. All right, so Larry gets the kickoff. Of course, Steve's going to play quarterback. He falls into a tree, and Steve is, like, forcing the ball. And I'm like, okay, go run now. I'm going to go run this way. And Steve does a great shot block on two guys. Takes he him does. out. Yes. Yeah. Steve actually is competing. I give him that. And uh, Larry, it seems like he fucking went, like, 50 yards, but it's, like, only, like, 10 yards according to this game. I guess they're making the rules. I couldn't keep track of the yardage yeah. gain and everything here. It's yeah. it's backyard football. It's out of this right. world. And so the He's first, tackled. Yeah, first down's over. They pile on to fucking Larry. They're elbowing. They're grabbing his dick. They're fucking putting thumbs up his asshole and shit. It's well, I think, well, I think what happens is Harbaugh, who's supposed to be watching. You're going too far. Okay. You're going too far. That's the first play. So Larry is getting huddled in. He's like, I just got my ass beat. On the fucking kickoff. What what do you got planned here now? Well, we need to draw a couple more guards in, so you need to stretch this out a few plays. We need less guns. I got a I got a good idea for a play here. Here's what it's gonna be. All right. He didn't say it, he went I'm sorry. He can't even whisper in a normal voice. He just rolled bionically whispered. Man, he can't even fucking whisper. He has a bion he can't whistle, he can't do anything. AI taking over everything. And so now we get the second, well, the first real play from scrimmage, as we call down. it. Our our football yeah. fans out here would recognize this. Our first play from scrimmage. So Larry, he cuts through. Steve throws the ball. He catches it. Easily. They're dodging people. Right. Left and right. Larry's got a clear shot to the end zone three miles ahead, apparently, because Larry, by shot by shot, is running incredibly far. Right. And Harbaugh sees that. and He's not going to let them score. Right. So he, who's not supposed to be playing, he's to the pylon, like you said. He piles on to Larry and takes and him out. Larry's, so uh, uh, Harbaugh is one of the sidelines. So Larry's looking inbound. For anybody to attack him. So Harbaugh blindsides him. I have to point this out because Harbaugh is a twink of a man. Right. He's tiny. He's like Jim Harbaugh. Exactly. He's a fragile, old man. And Larry Zonko is in the prime and of his career. And he's full of peanuts. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. The peanuts that exploded out of his tackle. And so he tackles him, and then all of the goons come over and swarm. Elbows, grabbing dicks. Again, thumbs in the asshole. Just farting in his face oh, and everything. He checked his prostate. Yeah, second down. Not even a first down. And, ba- and like, you know, Bobby's like, all right, you can play two, Harbaugh. It's five on two now. So now Steve, he's like, all right, I got this plan. And we're going to lure one more guard in there into this game. Yeah. You let me rile him up a little bit. You take all the abuse, Larry. 
All right, Steve, I can do that. So Steve completes another pass, and once again, he's dogpiled on by right. six guys now. I'll give it to Steve. He does have to elude three different attackers right. and everything. He's jumping. He's dodging. He's, he's bionically jumping. Right. And I thought this was... He actually does a David Lee Ross split in midair and comes down. It was amazing. Yes. And they complete the pass. They barely gain any yards. He's pot- Larry's piled on again. Did you notice that uh, Larry's blood came and went when he shot? Like, yes, he had I a did. little trickle on his like jawline. After he comes out from this pylon, he's got a trickle of blood, which disappears in the next play <laughs> and the next play after that. But then when he gets in the van in a minute here, spoiler alert, they get to the van. He's got blood on his face again. And his shirt's all torn. Yes. Uh, anyways, we're on uh, second down. Right. Even though we went like 50 yards. No, we're actually on third down. That was second down. So we're on third down. Steve's like, hey, I dare you to put another guy in. This is before third down, by the way. Right. So now it's going to be in like Bobby takes the bite bait. Larry's like, what the fuck, Steve? They're fucking sticking fingers in my ass. <laughs> Don't worry. This will be our last play, buddy. Don't worry. Because now they only have two armed guards watching them. One is Rick. The other one's just another guy. Yeah. So one's on the left sideline. One's like? on the right. And Steve calls a play. He's like, look, I want you to run that sweet little flat play. The one we've been working on. The one we work out in the bedroom. Okay? The one where you go in the corner and I fuck your wife. I want you to think about that in this play. All right? Ready? Set. Break. Media dog pile on Larry. They're just leaping him. Bobby's just sitting on top of the pile. Right. This is third down. If you know football, you get four downs. Steve throws the ball at Bobby. He's trying to rally, take these, get these guys off their game. He throws the ball at Bobby's face. This is actually where they get the last guy involved. I, we, we got this yeah. mixed up a little bit here. That's okay. Who the fuck cares? So he throws the ball at Dick Buckus, Bobby, who's like the main hench in this whole fucking thing. So Bobby had been the lynching pin. Oh, boy. I didn't mean to say that. Are we talking about Stoller now? It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, but yeah, no, they pile on and Bobby is the fucking like weight on top of all this thing. So... By antagonizing Bobby, he's, you know, and, you know, just riling this up a little bit because he throws a perfect fucking spiral, not a Jared Goff spiral, a fucking perfect Joe Montana spiral tight tight, right at his face. And he knocks it away and he's like, motherfucker, but it's fourth down. They only got one more chance. And this is where we get the play. The big play, the flat to the armed guard. And right off the snap, Larry just fucking forearm shivers. Two guys. He breaks out of the line. Fucking Steve's dodging and diving. He's looking like fucking Josh Allen. It's incredible. And for some reason, sprinklers in the middle of nowhere. Well, what happens is, and I don't know why this sets out the sprinklers. Bobby gets thrown on a box that just happens to be out like a crate. They start just like body dropping people in this he crushes the box, which sets off the sprinkler system. Yes. This was because this was the fucking beefcake shot that, because remember, Lee Majors is directing. Yes. So his shirt, much like Kirk, always would get tears in it. Fucking chest hair that is galore. The, that is the parallel you need to draw here is Captain Kirk. We get a slow motion shot of Lee Majors running through the, the sprinklers. You notice he chose not to use any bionic sound effects for this scene. No. He Unless did. it was because people's dicks are fucking going <laughs> he off. He was like, I want you to know this is not machine. This is man. All man. Steve 
does a fucking stiff arm to one of the guys, dodges it. There's one, like, there's one, uh, I think, well, what happens is Larry takes out Rick, one of the armed guards, with, like, okay. a tackle. Okay. So Rick's out. There's one armed guard left. Steve's, Rick was the main bearded yeah. guard that we see, yeah. and then there's the other guard. Steve's got the ball, though. So he hurl, bionically hurls the ball at the other guard. Because shatters his fucking gun. Other guard does take a pot shot yeah. at uh, Larry and misses. And Rick, or not Rick, Steve, Steve notices it bionically. <laughs> fucking sprinklers hitting him. Don't Brock Purdy this bullshit. He could throw a perfect spiral. Moisture, heavy rain. It don't matter. Snow. We're getting those Roman candle sound effects. Roman candle. It sounds like a nuke being dropped on Hiroshima. Well, it should because it obliter- a football obliterates a gun. You're it just shatters to, in that guy's. You're hand. used to seeing that kind of effect in a sci-fi movie where an object disintegrates. Why does this gun disintegrate in his hands? And he's so blown back by it that he just falls through the ground and stares up at the ceiling, or ceiling, God's ceiling, and prays. Fortunately, this is the 70s where we always kept our keys in the visor, so Larry has the key, starts up the van. But, but what about their car, Steve? Oh, I got a plan for that. I. This is the greatest use of a fucking, what do they call it, a deus machina, uh, where Steve... Just goes up with his fucking sweet ass Star Trek heels on. Kicks one tire, explodes. Ugh. Kicks the other tire, explodes. If you, if, what's the point of having bionic legs if you can't do that? That's a good point. So they hop in the uh, van, the truck. I'm sorry, and make hot tail it to the the game, and get now. So we're commercial break. This is our epilogue. They won the game. We just see the after effects of the game. Coach is still like. You still find fifty dollars for fucking being late. Yeah, our cut too is to the fans leaving the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and the coach, you know, just running back to the locker room with everybody. Stops. Larry's like, "I'm so happy. I, you know, I was able to play today. Yeah, you did a great job, but I'm still finding you fifty bucks." He's a Vince Lombardi type, you know. He's like, "Hey, man, I don't care if you were kidnapped." <laughs> Find and that's probably in seventies pay. That's probably like half of his pay for that that week. Yeah, half a million. Yeah. So Steve walks up and he's like, "Hey, great game there, Larry." And then Larry's like, "Hey, Steve," because he just he's lost fifty bucks. He's got to recoup it somehow. Remember that fucking bowling game we did? Oh yeah, you mean when I kicked your ass? Yeah. Yeah, you kicked my ass bionically. Yeah. That's bullshit. Performance enhancing. Yeah. I'm all man. Ten bucks, buddy. And he's Let's like, see it. Take credit cards. And <laughs> we just get the flash of his teeth, the whites. Oh, and we get the classic '70s freeze frame. All right, people. That that uh, episode's probably as long as the Super Bowl. Yep. Sorry about that. But uh, I don't know what happened today. But I don't want to know. Well, hey, I don't. I don't close out the tippy tap. So this is up to you. Guys, uh, if you even gave a shit enough to watch that garbage Super Bowl, because the Lions should have been in it, uh, you probably were not entertained. But I'm glad we gave you this. The morning entertainment that would help you persevere through a whole fucking day. When you need to channel a good thought today, think of us. Think of Golden Globes Theater. Think of... Is that your bionic ear? That's their bionic chi.
oh, I thought it was your bionic ear because don't you do something with your bionic ear? What do I do with my bionic ear? I'm sorry, I'm missing this. What are we doing? I'm we, trying to end this. You're trying to end this? Yeah. I'm trying to tell the fans. Oh, that's what you're trying to do? <laughs> yeah. Then I'm listening. <laughs>